Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian and we are going to take you on an amazing comic book movie extravaganza. I am here with my buddy Nick. Nick man, how are you doing tonight? Oh man, well, compared to the other times we've called and had these discussions, uh, you know, I'm doing swimmingly, babe. Nice. Yeah, this isn't a Zack Snyder joint. yeah no there's not random motion blur and oh god yeah that would be very very tough to deal with but i I, you know what i'm just gonna say spoilers right now if you want to or if you don't want to know about what (laughs) happens in this movie then you should stop listening right now because that is not the point of the show this show is two buddies drinking talking about everything they can about a movie that just came out. And literally, we are doing this the night that Black Widow came out. We both just watched it. Now we're having beers, and we are about to dissect the fuck out of this movie. So (laughs) I just want to give everybody a warning that this is just, this is hanging out, talking about movies. And I have a feeling that I'm going to be more of the negative person. I think on this one and I and Nick I gotta say when we look back at the last bunch of movies that we've done on the show <laughs> there are so many like we've been on a string of movies that just make me so jaded and well that's, that was the problem yeah, yeah because you, you every time you're like hey let's see this movie and like we'll talk about it I immediately like I almost have like the the syndrome now where like I just expect it to be awful it doesn't matter what I've seen or read reviews of. I'm like, oh, Ian wants me to watch it. I'm going to try to gouge my eyes out halfway through the movie. Because <laughs> really, this show never used to be like this. If people go through the past episodes over the how many ever fucking years I've done this, there are so many episodes of movies that I truly love. Like, truly, truly love. And I got to tell people, anyone who might be new to the show... I think, Nick, you might be a similar way on this, and please tell me if this isn't true, but normally when I go into a movie, I want to like it. I I really do. I don't want to dislike it. I'm not going in with any expectations. I am hoping that I'm going to enjoy it, but the problem is I'm just so jaded, I guess, that I can't even get hyped about a movie anymore because so many have let me down (laughs) (laughs) i think in recent memory i think we've harped on that a lot i think i've been especially depressed about it but uh yeah yeah this one i'm always an optimistic person and uh, i don't know if that unfortunately biased me towards my overall opinion of the film or not but uh you know it happens yeah it does well let's i think we should get into it Because we're going to be going off, I'm sure, on a lot of tangents and stuff. So, (laughs) as you know, by reading the title and my warning there, we did watch Black Widow. This is a movie where I guess people have been either hyped about it or demanding it for years and years and years. And I think the first question is, Nick, why was this movie made? Why is it coming out now? What is the point of this fucking movie? (laughs) okay so to give the background of it i feel like versus any solo dc movie this one made sense i think to me as just a standalone we need money please god there's a (laughs) pandemic and a recession like doge is in the toilet we need to kind of hedge our bets against you know 
whatever finance intern bet against us. I like it. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if like it was probably somewhere in their like 80 year Disney plan that they were like, oh, Black Widow needs a movie. But. But did she, though? I think, interestingly enough, I don't know if I've made this point clear. Obviously, to Ian, I've talked about it, but maybe not in public. It's mm-hmm. uh, obviously I don't know, I'm not a, the hugest Marvel fan. I grew up on the comics. <laughs> the movies are hit and miss in my book. Ian and I have argued personally about oh, yes. Infinity War and Endgame for hours on end. Hours. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I going into it, I don't really love Marvel movies. The stakes aren't really there for me. It's just too many like easy resolutions after easy resolutions. But on this one, I was pleasantly surprised, I think, ah, with the human okay. characters and everything. I think they needed to make it to give, I don't know, some grounding of reality because they're, you know, they're in phase 23 by now or whatever. <laughs> they got to they gotta try new shit. No, Nick. People who this can't was... just like snap themselves back into existence in 10 weeks. The end of the movie is the start of phase four. Phase four, baby. It's going to be so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it exponentially grew in my head. Maybe that's just, you know. What happens when I expect movies to be an hour and a half and they end up at five hours long each? Yeah, I, by the way, I don't understand how this movie was. It was two hours and 15 minutes, I think, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Why? What happened to an hour and a half? And I think in this case, I mean, obviously, that's something we're going to talk about as we thoroughly dissect it. But I, I, I honestly feel like two hours would have been the perfect sweet spot for this. I go an hour and 45, man. Honestly. All right. Yeah, I can believe it. I would have taken that that cutting room sword and just went (laughs) through and just diced the fuck out of this movie. Or I would have made it three hours long and actually made the movie make sense. Because that's that's a big issue that I have with this movie. Spoiler alert for everybody. My main issue is probably so many things not making any fucking sense. Yeah. All right. I can believe that. It's tough. It is. It is very tough. So I think let's. So I think we both rented this on Disney Plus because we weren't going to go to the theaters to see this. There's no fucking way that I will be going to see any Marvel movie in a theater with clapping on the first night. I did it for Endgame. I did it for Infinity War, and I said I was going to do it for those. I mean, there's record proof that I said I was going to do those, but I cannot do any other ones because that would just be i mean that would kill me i i can't do it <laughs> that's the benefit of movies from home yeah any absurd clapping or drunk people you know making out behind you is kind of you know that that's their own prerogative yeah and you can pause the movie and go do something like i made a fucking lasagna while I was watching <laughs> this movie. So there was plenty of time to do things, go back, go, what the fuck is going on? Why did they do this? Go back into the kitchen, come back out with a beer. <sighs> Anyways. True. All right. So this movie starts off with the scene where you get introduced to both little girls, even though, and I'm sorry, I know this might piss some people off. I thought one of them was a boy. I did. I know it doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. I just happened to think that that was a boy who grew up to be Scarlett Johansson. Did you get that feeling or am I completely off on that? I, I could buy that. I think uh, to anybody who's watched Euphoria, uh, the, the resemblance to <laughs> a young Jules was kind of definitely there and present. Yeah. 
I thought they were going with something like that. But then, so basically, it's this quote-unquote normal family. You see Yelena, you see Natasha, and then her mother or their mother. And then the father comes home, and it's played by... So Rachel Weiss is the mother, and then the father was played by the guy from Stranger Things, the de- uh, not detective, the cop from Stranger Things, who I will never, ever be able to disassociate from that terrible fucking Hellboy movie. So that's very tough for it me It was a terrible Hellboy movie. <laughs> what a terrible fucking movie that was. So now I always think of him as the bad Hellboy. So that's a little tough to get over. But he did a serviceable job in this. And basically, it's a fake family. They're Russian spies. And they start the movie. It's 1995 when they do this. So right there... Obviously, that time period seems off because I would think they'd want to be in the Cold War during this time, but they're not. They're in 1995, so it's a little bit strange. And then, you know, uh, the guy, the father steals something from S.H.I.E.L.D., and then they have a getaway scene where they have to get in the air using this prop plane, and they fly to Cuba, and apparently everyone gives up when you actually start flying like there's there's no for some reason the sh- uh, shield doesn't have any jets or any like <laughs> yeah. any any you know ground to air things or anyone in the air so they make it to cuba with these major secrets apparently and then i would say this is one of the better scenes where basically it's natasha who doesn't want to give up her sister because She's had training before, apparently, and she knows what happens. You know, the mother gets shot. She gets taken away. The father is talking about, you know, you see that he has some superpowers. You see that he has some super strength when they're trying to get away. And he's talking about how he wants to get back in the field. And that whole, you know, project was boring to him. That assignment was boring to him. And we meet the main bad guy who, by the way, you don't see the whole fucking movie until the end after this. And what was his name? Like Drakov or something? Yeah, honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think no, it's in one year out the other. It's not important in the movie. It's really not. Like not at all. So I apologize to the purists out there who are listening. They're like, it's Drakov or something. I think it's Drakov. I think that's what we're going to say. But we only have to talk about him a little bit because he's barely in the fucking movie. So we don't have to worry about that. So I, I would say that was one of the better scenes in the movie. But then that's kind of the opening credits and then you go into or that's the opening scene. Now you go into the opening credits and there I have a very, very bad Zack Snyder Ugh. flashback. Did you have the oh same thing? Oh, my God. I literally I was originally not going into this movie with a notebook. I was just <laughs> like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Thank God it's a movie from home. I paused it, went into my home office, grabbed a notebook. The first thing I wrote down on my page is. Why the fuck did they do a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit yes. and like that sad chanty kind of thing that started by the social network? Right. Right. What was the fucking point of that? Like the lyrics in that song do not work for what they're showing because they're showing a montage basically of children or girls getting kidnapped, basically Natasha growing up. And I'm assume I'm assuming Yelena growing up as well. But it's little flashes. So we already know the backstory. A Black Widow, so it's not really a, a new thing, but it's a long fucking opening credit scene, and I have to listen to this group butcher 
Nirvana. Oh. And it is tough. And then look, there are some times that I like reimagined songs. Like it, it does happen, but that was not one of them. No, it, it literally brought me out of it so hard. And I started this movie being like, you know, the most optimistic person in the world, but that just, that, that broke me, unfortunately. Yeah, the right other there. thing that did it for me <laughs> in the Cuba scene, I completely forgot about this because unfortunately I had only just got my notebook out after the intro. Uh, it made me realize uh, they have a new director on these than anybody who's ever done a Marvel yes. movie before. Yep. I think she did a bunch of indie movies, uh, the director. But uh, the color grading was terrible. It's yes. like if J.J. Abrams, you know, like the classic solar flare, <laughs> lens flare, if that just got hypersaturated. And then they put the Jason Bourne era filter on it where like you got motion blur uh-huh. and you've only got like the color like yellow, gray and muted gray. <laughs> you know, like Bourne supremacy, not Bourne identity, Bourne supremacy. Sure. No, yeah, I, it, I, it's just the whole movie is that if you have like I pride myself on having a, a remarkable audiovisual setup that's like, yeah. know, calibrated the whole thing. Woo. And. I literally thought, like, am I having a stroke? Like, why can't I see the colors in this movie? Like, <laughs> did they code the HDR wrong? Like, what are they doing? It was just, uh, yeah, man. It, was, it was pretty brutal. And it's, I came into it so positive. Well, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm glad your dreams got dashed so fucking quickly. <laughs> oh my god, well, we're man, 20 minutes into the movie at that point, and it just, uh, yeah. It's like 20 minutes in. And by the way, just I i mean, we don't have to go because that's not really the point of the show necessarily to go completely in depth. But Nick's actually I mean, you're absolutely right. The director is a nobody like I, I can't I can't say anything about the I think three movies that she made because I didn't see them. They might be masterpieces. But normally I would think I'd be told about a masterpiece so that I can check it out. But I haven't heard anything about the movie she made and then even the writers barely have any credits whatsoever so that's the other thing if you're going to and i am all for giving people their shot like that's a great idea in most cases but not a 200 million dollar budget film it's the same thing as if you go back to ryan johnson at least with ryan johnson he had made brick like brick's a great fucking movie but you don't give him the second star wars movie in a brand new trilogy that's supposed to put Star Wars back on the map, that's what you get. And I mean, you're you're paying, and I don't know how much they get paid for it, but I would assume it's less than an established director or established writers. It's it's very strange. Why would you give them this movie? Well, I think uh, in Ryan Johnson's case, it was uh, to inflate the Daisy Ridley budget because she got <laughs> a little cocky after her action figure probably sold out oh, within yeah. the first millisecond yeah i mean everyone <laughs> so, well, if anything, get spielberg out of there we can't we can't afford him anymore yeah everyone's gonna be him. either him or uh, uh what is that guy's name kevin feig oh the, uh, feig director who did go as oh my god isn't he- wait wait his career has to be over right uh, I'm going to have to mute my mic so I can frantically Google. Or, I mean, I would assume I would assume he probably made some more Melissa McCarthy movies, but her fucking career is done, too. So, I mean, since then, 2016. All right. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, <laughs> a simple favor. I think I saw that. That was on HBO Max. Oh, she, uh, my God, she did last Christmas. The Amelia Clark ooh, ooh. Christmas movie. That was... 
Honestly, oh. I threw up at the end of that movie. We should do that for a Christmas special. I can't believe you watched. Now, that had to be for a woman, though, right? Well, I mean, she's in the room, but... Uh, <laughs> Even she had I better was, taste. I think it was for me. Yeah, I think by the end of that, I was, you know, well beyond 2020 vision. And <laughs> Ah, okay. Well, look, I think I did, if I'm not mistaken, I think I did leap year on this show before so i'm sure all right leap year is phenomenal <laughs> i'm kidding but i know it is it actually bit. that's one of the most fun stupid movies that there is like if you can just open yourself up to making fun of it then it's worth the watch that's that's that all was like, in that like 2009 to 2011 dave franco era like that was really like the greatest thing we could have done wait no no dave franco wasn't in that Oh God, no! It was Amy Adams. Amy out and some unknown guy who probably has been oh. in like some awesome English show that I don't watch. I would assume. <laughs> and I think yeah, Adam oh, was Adam right. Scott. I think Adam Scott was the yeah. dick bag guy that she went to go propose to or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it now. Some all shit right. like that. I guess yeah, I haven't seen Leap Year in a while. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> it's all the nightmares return. It's almost like Black Widow. It's like I, I had cut everything <laughs> out of my out of my brain, and now it's all back again. Oh fuck! Okay, giving credit to the movie though. Okay, so right now we're we just finished the smells like Teen Spirit yeah. thing. You know, we're into the yes. actual meat, the action of the movie. About twenty two minutes in, and I was literally thinking to myself, "Wow, I really thought they were gonna have more like Vietnam flashbacks." Right. Because the trailer, like fifty percent of it by weight. Is just like, <laughs> this is the red room. This is where she got indoctrinated. Watch her go fight to kill all the people. Right. And like, you hadn't seen any of that in the first 22 minutes. Boiler alert. It comes up a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> only, only a couple times. I mean, you certainly didn't get tired hearing. Back. You certainly didn't get. Sorry, I think I talked over you because you you know you're cutting out a couple times. I think it's because we're dealing with. <laughs> I think it's because we're dealing with storms right now. For anyone that doesn't know, in Massachusetts, we just got hit by oh, yeah. uh, whatever tropical storm or whatever the fuck that was but uh yeah for uh, for that part i'm sure you didn't get tired of hearing the red room or red room oh. or how about that red room do you remember the red room the red room the red room <laughs> how many times we like if you had played a drinking game to that we'd be dead right now wasn't that the uh oh i'm trying to remember <laughs> wasn't uh, uh, there was a joke they make about it like halfway through like the little sister says something about it and the oh. little sister is the only redeeming quality of this movie but yeah, yeah. they just talk about it too much yeah we'll we'll get to that for sure but just so i guess for people that are just you know they're listening because they don't want to spend the money on this fucking movie just so you know this is black widow during the time between when civil war ended and before endgame so basically it was when, you know, the only two people that weren't imprisoned after Civil War was Captain America and her. So this all takes place in that small span between those two movies. But I also want to mention, Nick, that don't you think at some point they would have talked about this during Endgame? <laughs> like, wouldn't someone have said like, hey, Black Widow, what did you get up to? You know, something instead of absolutely nothing, because there's a lot of stuff that actually happens in this movie that people probably should have talked about later, or maybe she would have brought up at some point as well. 
Oh, I was figuring we were going to save that to the end because I have an entire issue oh, about the way this okay. ended. Then let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So we'll, we'll hold on. So now, if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it is, you know, they, they talk about basically it's right after she's supposed to get arrested. And of course, she's not going to get arrested because that doesn't happen. So she uses all her spy skills and all that bullshit and she escapes and then she meets up with the agent. And I forget what his fucking real name, I, Rick, Rick Mason, right? She meets up with Rick Mason, who's this snarky kind of guy who I guess gets her all of her hideouts and all this kind of stuff, even though I don't know why she would not be in control of that. I, I don't know why she doesn't have hideouts everywhere, but I guess she needs Rick, good old Rick, to get her all yeah. of her shit. So <laughs> where, where did I don't remember what country she went to. Was it like Norway or something? Yeah, she was just out there. And I, that's another issue I have with the movie. They just, they jump time zones willy-nilly. Yes. And as much as everybody, you know, gives flack for the whole, uh, was it, uh, everything wrong with, you know, movie YouTube thing oh, yeah, yeah. series, they're always like, oh, you had to put the name of the place on there. But like, honestly, in this case, I would have preferred it because, you know, every millisecond they've jumped half a continent and I, I'd kind of like to have some context in there sure. just for my own way of tracking the movie and the prologue. Yeah. And it's what, 20, did they say 21 years later, I think is what they said after yeah. 1995. So by the way, and everyone knows, you know, if you watch Marvel movies, now that you're after Civil War, you know how powerful S.H.I.E.L.D. is by this time. So yeah. they've gotten rid of Hydra. They're now, you know, they're powerful. You would think they'd be able to find her no matter where she went. Like satellites would be on her all <laughs> the time, but somehow she's able to get away. So she's living or she's going to live in this little trailer shack, whatever the fuck. And then the guy's like, also, hey, here's this, you know, this box that came for you or whatever from your other hideout in. Oh, uh, where the fuck was that? Budapest. Budapest, yes. Budapest or whatever. whatever oh, yeah. She makes a point of that. Yeah. yeah. Their little joke to show that she's like Russian and shit. So <laughs> she, she's like, oh, well, I don't care about that. Like, why would I care what's in that box anyways? So let me just take it with me in my Jeep or whatever the fuck. And then she gets blown up. The Jeep gets blown up by something and it's hanging up. And by the way, this is where I was like. That CGI could have been better. Look, if I'm going to make fun of DC <laughs> CGI, I'm going to make fun of Marvel when they can't do it. Normally, they're very good, but I'm assuming they hired people who had never done CGI before since they have a director and writers that have never done anything before as well. Well, they probably just grabbed all the old DC interns. That's why DC, <laughs> no matter how much they train their interns, they can never just make a decent movie four years later. Yeah. Because right after they get the talent, somebody at Marvel's like, ah, give them the B script. Like, yeah, let the kids figure out what Black Widow does in between movies. <laughs> All right. Just let them, let them have fun. Actually, that's a good point. We mentioned at the start what we think the point of the movie was. I would say it was probably just to, like, farm talent. Just to, like, keep your B players, like, in the room. Right. Like, you don't need them for Infinity War, but, like, they're probably going to help on WandaVision at some point. Yeah, actually, I think one of the writers was from WandaVision. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'm just I'm just doing check boxes now. Yeah. Well, you know, women writing women, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got my confirmation bias. Yeah. We've got so many strong female characters that we have to talk about. So yeah. oh yeah. So she gets attacked by it turns out to be the taskmaster, which is a terrible fucking name, by the way. 
terrible name. Now, keep in mind, now I don't know if you were smart enough to put this together, Nick, but the Taskmaster seems to have the build of a of a man, of a gentleman. And I wonder if they use that to their advantage at some point. Hmm. Uh, that's an that's an interesting point of view. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Uh, unfortunately, ninety nine percent of Americans aren't even close to as intelligent as Ian. Ah, oh, thank you so much, man. It's a gift and a curse. Yes, it's a gift and a curse. It took him what <laughs> close to thirty minutes before he mentioned it. Yeah, good for him. Oh, He's yeah. doing well. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> so they have a fight. They have a fight on the bridge, but it turns out the taskmaster math. Ah, the whatever, the fucking idiot, isn't going for her for some reason. It's going for the box and the box that she didn't care about before. And yet, I I don't know why the Taskmaster wouldn't just like immobilize her or maybe take both of them back to the base, Uh, especially with what we know later on in the film. It would kind of make sense to actually capture both of them probably. Uh, But instead... You know, it just goes after the box. And, oh, did we skip ahead? I think we skipped ahead. (laughs) There was a useless fight scene in there. Don't worry about it. Yes, there was a useless fight scene between, as you could tell, Yelena, the younger sister. You find out later, but you can tell, obviously, by the movie. She's going after, I guess, a defunct widow or whatever with her widow gang. and. She, for some reason, is the only person that can get to her. None of the other widows get to this woman first. And then she gets sprayed with this red stuff that I guess stops her mind control. And she realizes who she is like in a second and that she needs to escape and takes the other red vials that the woman had and, you know, gets the fuck out. So that's what's in the box because you find out after... You know, Black Widow is unceremoniously kicked over the bridge that she was somehow able to open open up that bag, that box really quickly and steal what was inside it, as we knew she would be able to do, because hence spies. They're always well, very, yeah, good. I mean, very good at that. That's the only reason she survived all the Avengers movies. Yes. Spy. 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 Yeah. So <laughs> she she finds the vials with these pictures that she had taken with her younger sister when they were living in Ohio in 1995. Now, apparently, because as you know, watching Marvel movies for now a quarter of our lives or whatever, that this has never been mentioned before. Yep. None of this whatsoever. <laughs> never. Yeah. She's never been like, oh, let me go find my fucking sister. Or even if it's not her sister, let me go find this person. Like never, ever, ever. So she sees this picture and she decides to go to that that home in or that hideout in Budapest. Now, I forget, Nick, and I'm going to let you take over for a little bit so I can have a drink. But <laughs> did did they go over anything else between that time or is this the next step in the story? I'm pretty sure that's the next step. It's just, you know, the, the sister has to run away because she's been awakened. It's made clear like. You know, she was under some form of mind control mm-hmm. and she she breaks away and then we are introduced to the next box. Oh, I'm sorry. They awaken the taskmaster. I think maybe that's, you know, <laughs> okay. something worth mentioning. Yeah, they go into their weird glass room 
Right. They put the flash drive with a billion fans on it. A billion. Uh, into the back of their head. <laughs> and, you know, the Taskmaster, the the big baddie with the big metal face is yes. like, oh, I'm here. I'm going to call you know, it. Not quite. I'm yeah. Gonna call, I'm going to call it Scully. All right. It has, <laughs> it has the face of a skull for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. For character development, it has to be scary. So, you know, whatever you can instill to make that quick. Yes, for sure. All right. So, sorry. Take over. I, I think Black Widow goes to Budapest. Black Widow goes to Budapest because in the vials that she steals, she finds a picture of her and her little sister when they were younger. Like oh. those little, uh, the photo booth ones, you know, yes. where you get a strip of three of them. So she's like, oh, well, this came from Buda- Budapest. <laughs> I should uh, go to Budapest and uh, go find my little sister. So she goes to Budapest, even though uh, she's an international fugitive yes. wanted by S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> she was in the middle of dying her hair when her car got blowed up. So like, you oh, know, that's right. they just, she completely glazes over that. She's just she has her natural hair color. She doesn't wear a hat or anything. She's just going through international customs and border patrol. Yeah, no just one, no one in the world knows this fucking supermodel. Like, not only is she yeah. she's an Avenger, she's a fucking supermodel, but no one knows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So of course, you know, she makes it to Budapest. And she uh, does her whole thing where she goes to the, what do they call it? The safe house? Yeah, I guess. I mean, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Yeah, she goes to the safe house. She gets her gun. And then when she's on the door, you know, she's ready to like breach and clear or whatever, do her SEAL Team 6 shit Mm -hmm. to find out who sent her that. Um, You hear a voice from the other side of the door that's like, oh, I already know you're there. Which made me immediately made me roll my eyes so hard in the back of my head that the nerves disconnected in the back <laughs> and reconnected like eight times, like one of those Apple magnetic chargers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm pretty well, sure I saw into the future by like three years. Well, I'll say, I'll say this at least Nick foreshadowing wise, cause I'm sure we'll make this joke later, but I think that's probably an easier way to disconnect a nerve than what they do later on. <laughs> oh, good catch. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so they they do the whole thing where it's like, oh, I'm a super spy, but my little sister is an even better super spy or whatever. It's like, oh, you could hear me through a door. I was sneaking around, and I'm already established in the franchise as a good spy, so you must be this much better. But now, uh, Nick, can I stop right there, though, real quick? i got to ask you this question. So if if Yelena sent her the, the vials, why wouldn't she send her, like, a note saying, don't come there? Because she's not expecting her. Like, they even establish, she says it. She's like, yeah. I didn't want you to bring these here. I can't believe you would do this. Why wasn't there, if you can send the pictures, like, that That to me means that's a mystery that needs to be solved. So, I, I mean, actually, Scarlet uh, Black Widow would have been, like, really dumb not to go to Budapest. <laughs> yeah. So this is kind of weird. Why would she not write a fucking note if she didn't want her to show up there? Uh, couldn't tell you, but they do have a great rekindling scene where they both try to murder each other in yes. like that very like, I don't know, like, what do you want to call it? Like post the killer John Woo, like, oh, you're just trading guns back and forth. Oh, like yeah, they scene, do that. Uh, yep. like lethal weapon th- was that Lethal Weapon 4? probably or they steal the gun out of his hand and like break it apart yeah like every movie does that now true so of course they did that and they're like oh they have like a truce they they hit each other on a couple walls a couple times (laughs) 
And they're like, no, but I can't murder you. You're my sister. And they say truce, and then everything is forgiven. But then they're like, they, oh, we're not really sisters, so that doesn't oh, count. Oh, yeah. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, they're arbitrary bonds that can't, you know, have them kill each other. But right. whatever. It keeps popping up, so they might as well just address it now. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, oh, I also did, did forget to mention that the, the Scully also has, like, a Captain America shield as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and there was a moment, because that'll come into play later, so I want to make sure we establish it here. But then also, uh, I saw some slow motion, and I got very worried. They they pulled a little <laughs> they pulled a little Wonder Woman and I was like oh no but luckily most of the other scenes are in fast or regular motion I would say that whole fight scene between the two girls yeah. that's I I think that's just regular motion right <laughs> yeah it was regular motion okay. but you're right like honestly with the string of movies we've watched over the last you know couple episodes together. I was expecting the Snyder vision or the Wonder Woman <laughs> slow motion or dark side shows up somewhere. Somebody with a growly voice shows up in a different dimension. And I just, uh, it, yeah, it gave me Vietnam flashbacks or whatever. And, I can uh, see that. Yep. I'm, I'm so glad you're right. Like they only do the slow motion once. Yes. Right. Right. So then and they have, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, while they're fighting, so they, they end the fight is where you ended with that stuff. And then, I think it's during that time, or even maybe a little bit before that, they mention Drakov or whatever the fuck. And yep. Scarlet's like, well, I killed that motherfucker. Like, what are you talking about? And she goes, no, you killed her daughter or his daughter or whatever the fuck. And then do they do the flashback there or do they do that later on in the movie? think they do it there because then they revisit it in the next scene okay so they give her like the whole oh in order to join the avengers you gotta kill somebody yeah which kind of sounded pretty weird to me yeah it seems like oh yeah you gotta you gotta (laughs) blow up an apartment complex if you want to save the world we need to know you can do it yeah it was it was really like honestly (laughs) knowing now i'm not gonna claim this is not the nerd fucking show so i don't know all the entire backstory of black widow but I know she defected from Russia because she ended up falling in love with Hawkeye. So I know that they did have to do some missions to show that she was now loyal to the United States or to S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. So I'm okay with that because I think they also have his voice in in here some places yeah. as well. But I, I thought... I guess I was glad they didn't pull their punches on certain things. So basically what they said was they had been looking for, I, I really want to get his name right, but I, I, I just, honestly, I keep on forgetting, but like Drakov or whatever. They, I'm pretty sure it's Drakov. Is it Drakov? Okay. So they, they find that the only way somehow, even though they're world-class spies, the only way that they can get to him is her planting a bomb on the daughter who's like i don't know man like 11 or some shit i i I don't know yeah and then they show the scene of of scarlet making the call to have the bomb go off and so she's the one who makes the call the bomb goes off it looks like nobody should be able to survive that whatsoever we obviously know now based on what yelena is saying that drakov drakov is not dead that only the daughter is dead. So yeah, I, I like that they didn't pull the punch with that, but it also is never explained in the fucking movie how he survived. 
You know, I mentioned the born identity earlier, or actually I mentioned the born supremacy, but yeah. Okay. Uh, so all of the fights basically for the next part of the movie are all, you know, born identity, fast cut, a lot of punches style sure. after they get the one slow motion fight out of the way. But yeah, to summarize that scene, the quickest way I can think of is literally the born identity, like the flashback Jason Bourne keeps having the oh. entire movie about like, oh, he was brainwashed and he had to like kill some people and innocents were there, but he had to kill the one bad guy that he was brainwashed to kill. Oh, like, that's all I could think about, like the whole movie. Oh, see, I'm just like, I'm they not stole half of the born identity oh, okay. and a quarter of the born supremacy. Well, now I can apologize to somebody because someone said that to me and I was like, this isn't anything like the born identity. But maybe it's just because I hate those fucking movies. And <laughs> I, I didn't remember because I really honestly, I don't care about any spy movies. I'm not a 007 fan. I'm not a born identity fan. I'm not whatever the fuck. I, I just don't care about those because I think they're very cookie cutter. And maybe that's why I didn't like this either was because maybe this follows all of those tropes that I don't like. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I okay. think they they followed the couple movies that came before in this segment and they just they stole what they needed to steal. Okay, I'm mad that they stole the bad parts, too, which is like those <laughs> born fast cut fights and the uh, the awful color palette that just doesn't yes. work. It's no, just that's so a, under under colorized. It's just brutal. You can't see anything. That is very true. All right, go on. What's what's after this? Because now they've come together. I think the oh, yeah. the other widows they call them show up, and they're all diverse. And I'm very happy about that. And, <laughs> I mean, no men though, no men, but all all girls and stuff, and they're all fighters. But I guess they're not that good. And one of them, <laughs> one of them falls like terrible. Yep. Should not have been able to fall based on what she was doing like if she was trained well she should not have taken that fall um but yeah from there you want to take it from there nick yeah definitely uh so she has the awful fall and then scarlett johansson america's black widow decides like <laughs> oh she had this bad fall you know like but you know she came from the same program and they have like this rekindling moment where she's like hey like i need to help you it's like a wounded puppy style thing yeah where this, you know, the fallen widow is like, you know, obviously broken her back into a trillion pieces. And Scarlett Johansson goes up and, you know, tries to comfort her gently. And, you know, like, I can help you. Like, let me get you some aid. And then uh, Drakov kills her remotely. Yes. Like, there's this whole build up to, oh, there's got to be a mind control element because there's a guy halfway across the world who's like, oh, yeah, time for her to kill herself. Right. And you can kind of see the the person who just broke her back into a trillion pieces, like, fighting the urge to kill herself but ends up you know ending her own life on the on the floor yes right exactly and then yelena runs off and then they have a little do they do they run into scully again and then have their moment or do they have their moment and then run oh uh, yeah they they run into scully again <laughs> yeah they run into <laughs> scully because he's driving a tank yes <laughs> uh. this was this was the scene now nick i was very familiar with the scene because I saw every Game fucking pond. commercial about renting a car or buying a car was all about this scene. So I saw a Geico oh, commercial really? with this scene, and I saw a car commercial with this scene as well. So I was very familiar with what was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, going into the what the, you know the Geico gecko is trying to save you fifteen percent on. Yeah. There's a an armored personnel carrier that's just like doing an absurd amount of speed down the, the streets in Hungary, in yes. Budapest. 
Budapest. Just, you know, wrecking cars, trying to chase the uh, the two sister widows on oh. their motorbike. I'm so glad they were bonding, though, because, you know, like, Yelena was like, oh, you're old and not as good as I am at this stuff, and you're so boring. Why? What are you doing? And then they had, like, little sister bickering, and that was, like, super funny. I didn't mind the little sister parts. I thought she was, you know, the only redeeming quality, and maybe the dad. Uh, but, I did uh, not agree with the dad. I agree with her. <laughs> I agree well, with I her. think the dad at least was a consistent <laughs> character that I enjoyed. Um, I don't think his humor landed, but... All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we haven't introduced him yet. That's the next scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, there's a little sister bonding. You have your uh, your runaway scene in the uh, miscellaneous European streets that all look the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. They run away from the APC. You know, they're, you know, dodging and diving. But this guy is just so good. How so is he good. doing what he's doing? Mr. Scully. I'm sorry, Mr. as he Scully. will uh, be referred to <laughs> in, in the formal tense. <laughs> You know, they have their face off where they're like, oh, wow, that person's really good at killing. Right. Yep. That happened. And then. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't Mr. Scully, didn't he use an arrow similar to Hawkeye? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he just bounced it under the car to make it explode under them yes. so that then the car gets launched up in the air. Now, I will say I did like that scene. Not the basic explosion. We knew that was going to happen. But the. The way the car hit off of other cars and then went down into the subway, I thought that was really good, except they probably would have killed like 30 people during that time. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, all the people were not on the stairs at that time. But other than that, yeah, it was it was fun. So then uh, they get out of the car and Yelena's bleeding and she wants to stop the bleeding. But uh, Scarlet's like, no, 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 save it. And you knew that that meant they were going to make a fake trail so that Scully would go after that. And then they hid in the opposite area. And then they went from there. Yep. Classic move. <laughs> Classic. It was, I was a little, this was the first time I was, I mean, other than, you know, the time that uh, they made, Courtney love a couple extra dollars that she needed for whatever you know plastic fundraiser surgery. she's putting together. Oh. Yeah, whatever next plastic surgery she needs, <laughs> so that her lips extend all the way to her earlobes. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it, just so sad seeing the the blood scene get used up as the trap. It was yeah disheartening. Yeah, one in a long series of disappointments. No, that's very true. Just like just like my love life. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help it. it was such a that was such a softball. It's just like this movie. I, I couldn't help it. Take it. <laughs> so then I think if I'm not mistaken, they say, OK, I think they meet up with the agent again and he gets them that helicopter. I don't know that terrible plane or helicopter or some shit. The helicopter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they have their little back and forth there where, you know, Scarlet's like, oh, you don't deserve a thank you or blah, blah, blah. And they have their little go-between. And then they decide we want to take down the Red Room. So Yelena doesn't know where it is because I guess they drug you before they go to it. And they drug you when you leave it. So no one knows where exactly it is. But maybe their fake father knows where it is. And it turns out that he is in prison in Russia. Of course he is, because as I reflected in my notes, every major summer blockbuster of the last four years has to have a secret underground prison and then a subsequent prison breakout fight. It just 
Uh. Yep, and he is, for anyone that remembers, the Red Guardian, which was not a comic or anything that I really know that much about. Uh, But he keeps on going on and on in the prison about how he fought Captain America. Because, you know, we've dealt with communism a whole bunch in this movie already. So that's his glory days was going toe-to-toe with Captain America, even though he is nowhere near as strong, it does seem like he had like the knockoff version of super serum or whatever. So that's what he's doing in prison is basically, you know, beating people to arm wrestling and stuff, but he's not good enough to break out by himself, I guess. So the two girls have the greatest idea ever of let's just fly into the prison in Russia and he'll get himself out by himself yeah which seems kind of strange well yeah they literally don't like assist him at all to the very end so well, he's a man like, yeah, he broke himself out yeah he broke himself out <laughs> yeah, you're right he, he he's needed a man. his savior yeah he's a man so he doesn't deserve the help of women uh so it makes sense that and by the way he failed because he's a man and yep. men fail without mm-hmm. women's help so he could not pull off the <laughs> escape himself. So, you know, Scarlet had to come down. Now, we did miss something, and I will say I did laugh at this. This is probably my favorite moment of the movie was after the Scully attack, they had had some, like, kind of bonding moment at a little store or something. And yep. the Yelena was talking about the uh, the landing that Scarlet, that Black Widow does in a lot of the movies where she, you know, she gets down, like she falls from a certain area and she lands on both of her feet and they're kind of outstretched and she's got like a hunch and she looks up and her hair flips back. And I did like Yelena's portrayal of that multiple times and then calling her a poser, which (laughs) I thought worked out pretty well. So I was, I, I did like that that back and forth little sister type jab thing. Yeah. Because the little sister is a good character. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we never talked about this. So do you remember where she's from? The little sister? Yeah. No. So she is in two movies that I've seen. Well, I've seen her and she's in multiple. She's in hereditary. I saw her in fighting with my family, which was that movie about Paige. Oh, for I the love WWE. fighting with my family. Yeah. Yeah. The, she was, she was Paige. Yeah, she's a little sister. Yeah, no, she, yeah right. she was Paige in that. And then yeah, well, yeah. the other movie that I saw her in the one where she's the lead. Uh, well, I guess she was the lead in that movie too, but she was even more the lead was uh midsummer or midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer, yeah, yeah. However you want to say it. And that movie sucked. So oh, I like that. Ah, whatever. Well, look. All right. It what it didn't suck, but it was so straightforward as a you're movie. Right. And if you're gonna watch a movie like that, then you watch Nicolas Cage in The Wicker Man. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what the movie was, but not fun. Yeah. Like there was no difference between the two movies whatsoever. Plus, yep. we could get into a whole discussion right now. You know that the boyfriend did not deserve to die. At the end of Midsommar. That was bullshit. Is that really what we're doing right now? (laughs) I'm just saying, I just, I just, I can't help it. It's absolute bullshit. He did not deserve to be burned alive like that. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm glad that still haunts you to this day. It does. I'm fucking pissed off. (laughs) 
the dude was he was drugged. He was forced into doing something that he didn't want to, or he might have wanted to do it, but he was still forced into doing it. And then he actually stayed with this crazy, like emotionally depressed person for forever to make her feel better because he knew he couldn't break up with her. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I've got everything I want now. I'm going to let him burn alive. Fuck that. Just saying. Yeah, no, I entirely get what you're saying there. Sorry. I can't. I couldn't have. All right. Anyways, that's where she's from. So tangent, tangent right there. So other than that, it's dating, dating Zach Braff. Yeah. I think those are the two data points I have. I had no idea about that. I did not know that. I know nothing about pop culture. Damn shame. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not important to the plot, so I understand. Oh, no, it's very important. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I was told it changes my whole opinion on the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, it's it reminds me of the, the part we were just on where, you know, the dad's struggling. He has a super serum, but, you know, you just can't get past the guards. Right. So, of course, he, he sees his two daughters in the helicopter with his 80-20 vision or whatever. And just immediately, you know, just gets the second wind. Yes. <laughs> he fights it, does the exact same thing he did unsuccessfully, but just does it again. Yeah. And now, now everything is averted. Yeah. And all, of course, because then, yeah, Scarlet comes down. She gets him as an avalanche, by the way, is going to kill tons of innocent people. Let's not forget, this is a prison. Tons. It's a prison for bad people, but yet how many guards end up dying because they need to get him out? Well, not only that, but they established that the dad was like framed or something like he didn't deserve to be in there. He was a political prisoner in the gulag out in, you know, out in Siberia. So literally, you got to assume like everybody in there, or at least a significant portion of them are absolutely innocent of whatever they've been accused of. Wait, 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 Nick. How can you say... And I think his name is Alexi or whatever. How can you say that the dad was innocent? How How is he possibly innocent in any of this? Well, I thought like the way, he, oh, I'm sorry, I'm listening to his side of the story where Alexi is <laughs> talking about like, oh, like, you know, I criticize the guy a little bit. Yeah, but, drink you know, him. that yeah. doesn't deserve. But, but that doesn't mean you end up in prison for the rest of your life. Well, it should because he kidnapped little girls and stole from S.H.I.E.L.D. and killed many many people so he should be in jail yeah but i thought this was the bad guy prison like uh, uh you, you know this is some kind of soviet state no no that was a real prison oh that's even worse yeah drakov oh, Dra- my lens I mean, on this was completely wrong i mean maybe look i i could be wrong it's possible i'm wrong on this one but i was pretty sure that that was a real prison he just crossed drakov at some point and Drakov got him because he can pull so many strings because he's the behind the scenes puppet master guy that he just got him thrown in that prison. Oh, now see me and my Western American eyes. I immediately viewed it as, uh, you know, this is the gulag. This is where political prisoners of the Soviet state end up for the huh. rest of their lives if they're ever seen again. Right. Well, uh, no, no. I mean, it's completely possible there are innocent people there. I just would not say that this was an undeserved thing to happen to him. I mean, they all get murdered in avalanches. The end of it. Yeah, all, I think yeah, the only people much. who make it out are the, are the the two widow sisters, Yelena yes. and uh, Scarlett Johansson, along with their dad. 
And then, yep. And Alexi tries for a period joke that doesn't, and I'm glad he tried for it. (laughs) I'm very glad he tried for it. Shoot for the moon. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But then, and, and this will lead us to a tangent, I'm sure as well. But this time, it's not Black Widow that talks about this, but it's actually Yelena who goes into, well, I am never on my period because they took out all of my reproductive organs and starts going into like detail. And then he's like disgusted. So he doesn't want to hear about it. But I, I do want to address something that because I, I read a time, a time magazine article. Oh my God. I, not I, a good start. No, I read a bunch of these articles talking about how terrible black widow has been treated in every single movie that she's been in all that kind of bullshit. And one of the things that they still harp on, that they say that people were outraged about was that scene where Black Widow talks to uh, Hulk, to Bruce Banner, and she mentions that when she was in the Red Room that they you know, took out her uterus and she can't bear children and that she's a monster because yeah. of all this. But we still – and I, I can't believe there are any people that are really that stupid – to not understand the context of that conversation where she talks about how she's killed uh, innocent people and all that kind of stuff. When uh, when someone calls themselves a monster, it's normally because they've been created. She oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's yeah. not saying, especially in that context, it's not saying that any woman who can't bear children is a monster. That's mm-hmm. nowhere near the point of that conversation. What she's saying is she was created and had the choices taken away from her. It's just like with Frankenstein's monster. That mm-hmm. the monster did not have a choice of coming back to life or or being created like that. That is the point of that conversation. So I just want to get that clear for people. Do not be a rube. Do not believe <laughs> everything that you read. There should be no one who's ever been outraged about that it's one of the dumbest things i have ever heard in my life is anyone and believe me if you are that stupid and you do believe that then don't listen to this show (laughs) thank god ian's the one sticking up for men everywhere yeah no i'm sticking up for women here too i'm sticking up like (laughs) it's ridiculous like no one was called a monster she believed because things have been done to her that she was created, that she was made into this killing machine, this expert spy, this seductress, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that that she was created. That's why she called herself a monster. So yeah. don't be fucking stupid. Marvel is not going to take a stance <laughs> that women that don't have reproductive abilities are monsters. Sorry. It's just not – it's not the case. Oh, God, no. No, it's they make ridiculous. Star Wars movies. They can't. No, that makes Legos them. They won't by, by the way, that makes them monsters. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, do you know how many, you know, Legos they're not going to sell if they start taking that opinion? <laughs> they had a they had a lesbian kiss in the background of the last two Star Wars oh movies. Oh, my God. Have, that's why I didn't to say that it's Pride Month every day. Now. Yeah, that's why I didn't like him, Nick. It wasn't because of the terrible <laughs> storytelling, acting. Every oh single God. thing, it was that I saw lesbians kissing. And I was like, not uh, in my home. Not uh, in my Americana. <laughs> I'm going to Cuba. It was bad. Yeah. I'm going to Cuba <laughs> where colors don't exist and there's just solar flare all the time. Yeah. Oh, so, yes, they had their uh, little 
non-bonding moment. Yeah, their non-bonding family moment where the father, all of a sudden, by the way, is acting like this is the greatest thing, is seeing these two girls that he's never looked for previously, never wanted anything to do with. But yet, all of a sudden, he's like overcome by, wow, look at my two girls. This is fucking amazing. And obviously, they yep. want nothing to do with it. Uh, they ask <laughs> him, you know, they're saying, hey, take us to the Red Room. He's like, I don't know where it is, but I know who does. Oh, what's the twist, baby? Go, Nick. Oh, my God. The twist, of course, is that the mother was the head scientist of the program. So, dun, of course, dun, if dun. they track the mother down everything will be resolved because you know they had to pick up the dad for what is apparently no reason they have to get the whole family back together at this point you know that's the only way to get closure this Good is for like them. this is like fast 10 it's all about yeah. family all about family. <laughs> who needs storyline when you got family <laughs> exactly oh uh, so they decide that, you know to go see rachel vice and she's living on a little I don't know, uh, compound, I guess. And she yeah. has these these pigs that follow her every command. And you're like, oh, I've seen this before in the movie. I know where this is going. So yep. she invites them in and they have their little family moment thing where the the dad, you know, fits in, even though he's gotten fatter. He fits into his old guardian, red guardian garb, you know, suit and everything. And I would say I at least I liked this part of the movie where Yelena sticks up for herself because I thought that was good to basically say Scarlett Johansson had gotten over all of her stuff for a very long time, but Yelena was brainwashed for forever, didn't have her own mind. And then because of how young she was, she really thought that those were her parents and her sister until that moment in Cuba where she got taken away and separated. So, oh yeah, but let's yeah. remember she got tranked as soon as she was about to get taken away. So, oh right, realistically, like she probably doesn't have any memory of the the bad part of it, you know, because she was immediately brainwashed. Right. That is a that is a very good point. So yeah, so she gets upset because you know Scarlett Johansson is talking about how they're not really family and stop doing this and we don't want to talk like this. But she's saying the and I like the line. I think she said something like the the best part of my life was my fake life. Oh yeah. So I I did like that. That that made sense. Yeah. So she goes she goes off and then the dad follows her to be a quote unquote dad for once and then mm-hmm. basically Scarlett and the mom have their moment and they see this old photo album where they they staged pictures and you know mm-hmm. she actually remembers doing that but she was she was actually happy in that moment because it was like they were almost real, a real family for once. And then I I feel like there's lots of other stuff happening that we're forgetting. Did they keep on cutting back to Drakov and stuff during this time? I think mildly, but honestly it was so forgettable at that point. All I remember is the father daughter part and the daughter mother part. Yeah. So the mother obviously uh, betrays them and she calls the red room. So all the people show up and they tranquilize everybody and take them in. And it turns out, and this is so fucking stupid, but it turns out the reason why no one knows where uh, Drakov's hideout is, is because 
It's a huge fucking spaceship. Uh, <laughs> literally the easiest thing to track. Like that's what yes. radar was built for. Like, don't forget, we the Winter Soldier took place before uh. this movie. And think about all those huge airships. All that uh. stuff. You're telling me no one ever looked up into the sky and said, look at that huge Death Star, missing piece Death Star looking fucking thing. <laughs> what is going on up there? This doesn't make any sense. Because it's not in space. It's in the fucking atmosphere. Yeah, they know cr- clouds aren't around 24-7, right? Like no, weather changes. <laughs> it's always cloudy over there. <laughs> That's just Russia. They haven't, nobody's seen Sky Captain before. They're just, they're just oh, living their God. life. It was so, when oh. I saw it, I was just like, this is so dumb. I was so... expecting Jude Law to come in in a modified Spitfire and start oh, talking about, you know, big aliens and potent cough. By the way, but, uh, that's a movie I despise. That, I understand that. Yeah, that to me... I like that for no good reason. Yeah. It's that and Roadhouse. I can't honestly defend them like wow. with any amount of, like, honestly, uh, I don't know call them, verbose. <laughs> No, I'm literally struggling for words because I'm thinking about how I usually defend Roadhouse. And literally, it's just like, I don't have a reason. It's that and Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. I just, I enjoy them. Oh, look, I can defend Roadhouse. Left boot. Got it. Yeah, right there. I've defended it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone. It's one of my favorite Patrick Swayze movies. Yeah, of course. I I mean, besides Donnie Darko. Yeah, that's a a fucking given. Sam Elliott talking (laughs) real low. I like your Sam impression. That's pretty good. Oh, man. One thing we did skip over briefly is let's just make sure we clarify that the mother-daughter talk must have been at most three minutes in this world. (laughs) We're not going to say why that comes up in the future because I don't want to spoil things we're already going to spoil, but let's just say it takes three minutes. Right, right. But now here they are. They're tranquilized. They're on, you know, the Sky Captain, you know, Winter Soldier, whatever airship. Sure. They're there. We're not going to worry about it. Dude, it's funny, by the way. It's funny because I mentioned uh, I mentioned Winter Soldier. You meant to mention Winter Soldier. There's a lot of similarities between these movies as well. Winter now, Soldier look, was actually good. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yes. I consider Winter Soldier one of the best comic book movies that they've ever had yeah. still to this day. I still think that. So I'm just talking about how they're fighting someone who's brainwashed, you know? Oh, sorry. We didn't get to that part yet, but anyway, we can go on. let's go over to the end. Let's at the end. We'll, we'll talk about that. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So go ahead. Is this my one segue I get today to talk about how Spider-Man two is the greatest superhero movie Shut of all time. The fuck up. I <laughs> <Yeah>, got him. <laughs> Every episode you invite me in on, I'm going to wear you down. Uh, we'll, I'm going to get you so brainwashed. We'll talk about it. Yes, you'll, you'll red room me at some point. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing the whole, uh, the mom who's the head scientist obviously has some kind of connection to Dracov. Now Dra- I'm Dracov. even forgetting. Yeah, Dracov. Yeah. yeah. His name comes up a lot, but honestly, the most forgettable villain we've seen in a while. Oh, for sure. And Dracov's just, you know, talking to the mom about their insider secrets for maybe like three minutes. Yeah, lots and of exposition. Lots of yeah, fucking tons exposition. Of exposition. Like a fucking Bond villain in the 60s. Yes. But it was cool because it was the 60s and they hadn't invented themes or a plot <laughs> yet. So don't fuck around with my boy Ian Fleming. I will defend that to the day I die. I got you. I understand. I understand. I'm backing off. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're given, you know, enough exposition to be Dr. No or whatever. And then, you know, Drakoff lets it go that, like, while Scully's in the background, oh, no, I know you're the daughter or whatever. I know you're Natasha. <laughs> and he does the whole, like, face reveal, like, yes. very, oh, my God, straight out of Mission Impossible. Yes, Mission I Impossible. Shit myself. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he does, Mission like, Impossible. the face, the fake face reveal. Yep. And he's just like, I knew you were the daughter. How, what was your plan? Blah, 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 blah. And I just sat there and I had to pause the movie and just think for a minute. And maybe it's because I was like, Honestly, a multitude of beers in at this point, but I really just needed five minutes to just sit down and examine what I was doing with my life. Right. Of course. Of course. They never took the time. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute. Now, what did you what did you get when you examined your life? Depressed. <laughs> I'm a very optimistic person, but yeah, that uh, substantially depressed. Yeah, and then they did the whole, you know, so she's up there with Drakov, and then it turns out that the mother, who was looking like Black Widow, is in a lock cell with the dad in another lock cell, and the dad is just basically saying, I'm sorry, and doing a whole, you know, rant about how he was, a, it was a mistake, and he loved being a father, and all that kind of bullshit, and then the yeah. mother obviously gets out because she designed the cells, and lets him out, and they have this whole thing with the younger daughter, Yelena, who is basically, Drakov said, like, open up her head and find mm -hmm. out why that red shit works on her so that we can make mm -hmm. a better version of brainwashing. That's basically what happened. I'm not going to lie. That moment right there where they were going to open up Yelena's head was yeah. like the first time I felt legitimate tension in like half of the Marvel movies I've seen. Because you thought it was going to happen? Well, I didn't think it was going to happen, but oh, you know, okay. there was an actual sense of like impertinence and dread there that like, right. oh wow, like these are characters that could possibly be expendable and aren't worth like $10 trillion in franchise exposition movies. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I can either give them credit for this or just call it laziness, but I did think somebody in the family was going to die. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I totally thought so. I mean, the arc they were setting up, either of those parents probably should have died trying oh, to I save the Oh, I thought the dad the was going to die for like the whole movie. Yeah. Something like something should have happened. Ah, but anyway, no sacrifice there. No. Oh, so <laughs> and then they get into literally my, I'm sorry that I completely am going to take over this conversation. Do it. They RoboCop the dad. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. They RoboCop uh, Scarlett Johansson at that point. They give the whole like, oh, directive three. You can't kill a member of Ope Corp. Yep, like you yep. just. Oh, oh, my God. I'm, I'm getting really frustrated. But yeah, they uh, do the OCP, uh, you, you know, prime directive. Oh, you, know you can't harm any, you know, corporate member. And <laughs> they're like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, you can't kill Drakov because you know he just has these pheromones like he's got the mind control he can't be hurt because he created you yes and I you know there we go there was my second break where I, I took a pace around the room killed another no. couple champagne of beers <laughs> thought about where I was where I was going and if it was all worth it now by the way Nick we are we are both scientists engineers like, to be quite honest, for people that are listening, I know this is going to sound like a total dick thing, and I'm saying it because it makes me sound like a dick, which is fun sometimes. <laughs> Everyone out there right now, you're probably listening to the two smartest people in podcasting 
that talk about the dumbest shit. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're super smart talking about super smart stuff. We're super smart talking about dumb shit that doesn't matter, like at all. So, oh, yeah. I, I would think pheromone wise that <laughs> there is, first of all, what if she had just held her nose all the time? Like, I mean, they do address that later. We're not going to. But that's not true. Months. That science uh, isn't true, though. I, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they made up something. They made up something so it wouldn't be as simple as holding your nose. But it would be as simple as holding your nose. So let's just let's just get that straight. Or going farther away and taking out a gun or a sword and throwing it at them or shooting it uh, at Drakov. So that's. Well, I can't do that easy. <laughs> that's true. Well, they're in a floating area, so you're not allowed to use weapons because something. Yeah, that's happen, a good point. So. It'll depressurize or yeah. something, you know, airplane style. We know, we Snake know that will definitely happen. But also, by the way, we skipped over something because that is obviously a great part. But we forgot the twist. We forgot the other twist, Nick. Don't you remember? Oh my god, I'm not doing it. You do it. Okay, okay. So the the person that has been Mister Scully, we have. Actually, we probably should have asked them what they identify as because it's not a mister. Even though, like I said, the entire movie, it certainly looks like the structure of a gentleman in that in that suit. Certainly not a woman. But it turns out that it is dun 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 the daughter who was exploded. So once again, not only do we not know how Drakov survived, by the way, with no scars, with no burnt skin, with no nothing, no seemingly any issues. Um, <laughs> he he survived, but also yeah. she somehow survived, but he just had to replace some skin on her face. She was still kind of cute. Yep. So <laughs> it's just like I, I'd still uh, I'm still fine with it. But <laughs> it turns out it's her. And she's like, what, 21? Who knows, like right now? So yeah. uh, that was the big reveal. And obviously Scarlet wants to talk to her. But I still don't understand why. I, I That was still a horrible thing to do. And I'm not sure that the daughter would be that forgiving. But oh. I guess the daughter knows what a monster Drakov is. So I guess she would understand that she well, would be a sacrifice to kill him. Well, she's, you know, not only raised that way. So if that's the only worldview you've ever encountered, but also like, you know, she's got the brainwash drug or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And we all knew that, too. So, yeah, yeah, she she leaves. And now we've got the scene with just the two of them. And while this is happening, also, the fucking mother is just bouncing around this place with no issues whatsoever she's trying oh. she's trying to land the the spaceship whatever space the station. helicarrier yeah the space station helicarrier whatever the fuck i keep on saying space station because because it's fun it's like an atmosphere station or whatever so she's trying to land it but it's not working because he's got control dracov's got control over stuff then he has his extra evil rant about talking about how he's going to be able to control her and look at all the fucking women that I'm in control of all over the world. You know, because once again, strong female characters, we know that the entire world is run by women. 
So he talks the whole time about how awesome women are and all the women that he controls and he can start wars, end wars, crash the stock market, do all this stuff because he controls all these women whenever he wants to basically, right? Oh, yeah. No, he had to give that speech a solid five minutes. Yes, for sure. And while this is happening, obviously, Scarlett Johansson is looking around at every little thing he does. Oh, he controls this with a ring, and this is a secret drawer that he pulls out so that he can use it. This is how he moves the ring so it'll turn on the computer, and blah, 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 blah. You know she's just using him because she's going to find a way to get around the pheromone thing. Now, like I said, there are many ways take it around the pheromone thing now i originally thought she was trying to have him break her nose when she was allowing him to punch her oh and and i thought that would have been a better way of doing it because the way she does it is extremely silly but when she was basically making fun of him and you know making fun of his manhood basically when he was punching her in the face and kicking her in the face I thought that would be a good time to break her nose so that way she could fight back. They didn't go that way. Instead, she got all the information she wanted and then basically <laughs> goes, all right, well, I got everything I wanted. So now I'm going to take care of this whole not being able to hurt you thing and just smashes her face against the desk. <laughs> all right. But not only that, but literally, like I said, those three minutes she's talking to her mom about that, like, oh, here's the whole secret plane while I call in the bad guys so that we find out where the secret base is. Yes. She's literally spending all that time, like, giving her an in-depth plan of, like, every single weakness in the base, what, like, you know, eight moves ahead to be in chess. You know, the other guy's going to be playing checkers. She's going to be playing chess. Oh, yeah. And, That's like, what women do. maybe the three minutes they had to have that conversation where they planned out the whole thing from start to finish. Right. Yeah. No, it was I was I was shaking my head for a long time during this movie and that was another thing. So, now the the station is going down because the mom somehow was able to get the she fired into the fan and it's going down now and then she uh, hawkeyed it. Yeah, it's the Hawkeye, exact yes. same thing that Hawkeye she did Hawkeye in it, the yep. Avengers. But she did it better cuz she's a woman. So then yep. uh Scully, the daughter is going after and fighting the dad, but you really don't get to see really any of that fight. But I do want to notice, because I'm sure during the theater, you know, if you saw in the theater, I'm sure all the rubes started clapping. But correct me if I'm wrong, but when he was all ready to fight, did Scully do a whole Wolverine thing? I actually didn't take it as a Wolverine thing. I took it as like an imitation of uh, the Black Panther. He did the ah, claws thing. Okay, well, I, I either way, because they do the same similar, like put your forearms across yeah. your chest and then spread them out. So either way, it would have gotten applause, whatever it was. But the, <laughs> uh, whole, yeah, yeah, the whole point too, to mention is she's not a robot, but she has the power which makes me think it's got to be some superhero thing, but she has the power to mimic the fighting styles of any person she wants. So we mentioned before Captain America with the Captain America shield, she was fighting Scarlett Johansson and she had like the black widow moves. And then now she might do black Panther or Wolverine. So she's going back and forth between all that kind of shit. So she's fighting the dad and then somehow the mom locks her into one of the cells 
somehow is the right way to say it. But the way I took it was in that whole fight, I kind of took the Taskmaster thing as just like, you know, like in Civil War where Tony like learns all of Captain America's moves to predict what he's doing. Uh I got the exact same vibe out of Taskmaster. Like they got like the weirdo screen where they're tracking all the data points, you know, whatever that bullshit magic is. Yes. In order to create suspense out of nowhere. Oh, it did it. I was I was suspended. Until she randomly got locked in a cage. Yeah, Yeah. that she couldn't get out of somehow, even though super smart and could probably break through the ceiling or the sidewalls or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and literally grew up in that facility. Yeah. Yeah, and would know maybe the code or whatever the fuck to get out of there. So, yeah, for sure. So, and during all this, Yelena is going to get the last remaining vials of that red shit that unbrainwashes people and don't forget there are a bunch of widows in there as well so (laughs) drakov gets away because the widows come to help him they let him go and he's like just fucking kill her like make it hurt or whatever and so she fights all of the widows so it's black widow versus all the other widows and this is where i was dude i was confused on this part because i was like how do you have a woman versus woman fight because how do you know which one's supposed to win? If women are the strongest, fastest, and bestest, how do you fight one-on-one? Like, I'm surprised the world didn't explode. Well, yeah. And also, like I was saying, I had rudely interrupted you. Uh, it's literally one-on-one. They just, they do the old, like, line up, throw one punch, get hit. All yes. right, line up. Two of you come at the same time. That'll throw some suspense in there. And that <laughs> fight goes on for seven minutes. And then they all capture her and they're all just punching down. But somehow, uh, Yelena wraps all, all, by the way, all of the, the red shit in a grenade and throws the grenade above them, but right on top of them. It doesn't hurt any of them, but it explodes the vials, but not all the vials, which is very strange to me as well, because I would think when you wrap a grenade around, uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Somehow there are more vials. So all of the, all of the girls wake up, all of them are like, what the fuck? This is so weird. Blah, blah, blah. And Scarlett Johansson takes the, there's like two or three of the vials and goes to escape while the girls go to escape and Yelena goes to escape, but they're not together. So it's very strange. And, Scarlett Johansson makes her way. So all this uh, exploding, exploding, exploding. Her main bad guy, Drakov, is is with his goon squad and they're leaving via the plane. Uh, and then Scarlett Johansson lets uh, Scully out of the cell because she feels like she owes her whatever. And they don't get to fight, though, because of a very convenient plot device of an explosion that separates them. So then, <laughs> then they're having the big escape. We have the the father and the mother are in like a broken plane or some shit. So you're like, who gives a fuck about them? And then Drakov is trying to escape on his plane. Yelena gets on the top of it. So instead of just killing all of them easily, she decides to use a staff that she's never used before. And I had no idea she had it. But she takes it out and blows up the propeller with the staff and then Scarlett Johansson jumps off <laughs> jumps off the ship after her. <laughs> this is so stupid, Nick. <laughs> yep. 
just uh, they got their parachute though. Thank God for the plot armor. Oh, the plot armor. So the main bad guy's dead. You can tell in the writers' room they just went from like, all right, so we got two conflicts. Uh, we can't deal with Scully right now. You know, let's push that to the side. Yes. We'll uh, we'll deal with that. Uh, I don't know. Give us ten minutes. Right. Okay, I gotta buy ten minutes. Uh, they gotta kill the. Uh, Drakov or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know, blow his plane up. Whatever. Yeah. A bunch of planes blow him up. By the way, most unceremonious death probably in all Marvel history of someone <laughs> that you're supposed to be afraid of or whatever you want to call it. This was supposed to be, based on his speech, based on everything he set up, he's the behind the scenes, I'm yeah. in control of the entire world person the person who's completely untouchable that nothing can ever happen to because he can control people's minds and yet he's blown up with his henchmen unceremoniously in the whole scene takes maybe two minutes yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> more attention is paid to the fact that like uh the sister has you know like this big moment where she's like oh i'm probably gonna kill myself by like killing this guy yeah Right. And Scarlett Johansson is just like, you know, like looking at her like doe-eyed in the distance. Like, oh, my oh God, I have my this sister. connection to this person. Yeah. Yeah. And like they spend like so much time like it's more about the sacrifice of the sister than like, oh, yeah, like this guy that we've been chasing for like the last entirety of our lifetimes. By, by the way, how could he have not survived that explosion? But he oh, survived the one it. back in the building. <laughs> We're not doing it. He's he's, he's dead now. I hope he's, he's I dead. Think. Oh no, he's I definitely attaching. I hope to that. Well, yeah. remember, remember his his glasses flew off and then were engulfed in flames too. So he's definitely dead. Ooh, yeah, good call. Yeah. yeah. So no, then no we've way. got the two sisters, of course, being yeah. the high point of the movie. You know, everything is built around them. You know, right. So now, yeah, you've got that where Scarlett Johansson gives her the the, the fucking uh, almost said umbrella. <laughs> The parachute, <laughs> the yeah, parachute. and they ride the parachute down together with with all the debris of everything else not oh. hitting the parachute. But yes, no. the parachute goes down. But then here comes Scully again, and now we have to have. And this this reminded me of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, where oh they are God. bouncing back and forth between debris that's falling off of this major explosion and somehow having a fight where Scully has this badass sword that is never used like at all the entire movie but she's using it now to be able to go on the scaffold yeah. that's falling <laughs> and, and then the somehow... best part about this yeah, yeah they're literally ahead. jumping between like rubble to rubble yeah and there's no sense of how high up you are or how far right. you are from the ground so there's like no impending doom ever in any of these shots no. you just see it like straight on a parallel view of just them falling for then, however long in yeah. the debris and then all of a sudden scarlett johansson is like they're going back and forth and scully's uh, a fucking parachute goes off and they're on the ground safely. They're like, it was so on quick. The it was so quick. <laughs> it made no sense. So now they're going to fight on the ground, but then uh, Scarlett Johansson has one more of her red things or two of them anyways. She, and she, yeah. she punches one of them and it, you know, I, I don't know. They have a moment. It like, she gets unbrainwashed and their foreheads meet and they're like, they pass out on the ground. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that I saved you this time. And she's like, is he dead? And she's blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, Nick. It just it hurts. Oh, yeah. And then my favorite part in the entirety of me complaining about this movie is then 
all of the plot has to rush back in. They're like, oh, fuck, this is a Avengers movie. Uh, we got to set up uh, Black <laughs> Widow dying. Uh, Captain America is still alive right now. We got to figure something out. Uh, Terry, uh, start throwing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in there. I yes. don't know. Uh, put, say something about the Kovia Accords. I, I don't give a shit. Just wrap this movie up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, of course, oh. the convoy of the S.H.I.E.L.D. employees shows up. Yeah. And they're like the uh, whole, perfectly on time within yeah, a minute of them landing. And now the whole family now, by the way, but they don't get to them. So the whole family is there now. You've got you've got Scully on the ground somewhere and you've got Scarlett Johansson, Yelena, the mother and the father. And they're all like, oh, my God, we're a family. This is so awesome. They're like holding hands and bullshit. And then they see the convoy and they're like, OK, we'll fight them. We'll fight them for you. And she's like, well, fuck no. Why would I want to do that? Like, I'm just going to go get the Avengers. Like, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And yeah. so they go off and the widows show up. The widows take Yelena and they take Scully and the mother and the father go with them and they just fuck off. Like, we never <laughs> see this group again, like in Thank any God. of the movies. Nothing. They weren't respected in the plot. They're not going to get respected at the finale. I just yeah. just let them go into the distance and live with it. Right now, they can have we, their little moment where they hold hands. Right now, can we can we also admit too? Why does the mother deserve to go free? Why why does the mother? Yeah. There was no there was no real arc for her. She never paid. Well, no, she did the thing where she like told them how to find the the red room by like you know oh we're gonna get captured and we're gonna fake all this shit. So I feel oh. like you know that's kind of a character arc. Yeah, so that's twenty five years, give or take, of stealing girls for for kidnapping and brainwashing girls and women into being assassins, and then also I don't know pet endangerment animal cruelty <laughs> i mean all the stuff to do with the pig is gonna hate this movie yeah i just i'm confused i uh, like was i supposed to be happy for her was i supposed to like be like yeah she definitely deserves to go off and do whatever she wants to do like the you're father right you're supposed to be happy for those people there's it that's it Ian. Uh, anything I, else you feel just, after that it's dead do you just call me Ian zeering Ian, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's whatever. You know. <laughs> Unfortunately, after the uh, movie ended, I didn't uh, quite stop the drinky. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But this was look. I can at least say for the father that he did spend some time in jail, and he did have a quicker arc of I'm I I love my my fake daughters. I you know I want to sacrifice for them. All that kind of stuff. The mother still didn't really have that. She never had that kind of thing, but we're supposed to care that she made it out and that now she's going to be probably in control of these new women. Yeah. I, I think don't know. that's just... the part that stuck with me the most about it is that literally you had all these brainwashed super killers, super assassins. Yeah. And now they're just set free. Like they're just like, ah, whatever. Like, I don't know. I never really learned anything in life because I was stolen from my adolescent life. <laughs> right. And now they just suddenly have free will after learning really in depth how to kill for the last 20 or something years. Well, I know. So of, I'm sure that'll be fun. I know of them because I online date. <laughs> so women that have never been taught anything about society except for how to hurt people and kill. <laughs> there you go. It's Ian's type. Oh, it's exactly my type. So. <laughs> 
So now they go off. We, you know, we don't see them again, whatever. Scarlett Johansson somehow gets away from the convoy. They don't show you that. They just, the convoy shows up and she's not there. And then she meets the handler again, the agent. And now he's got her that, you know, one of basically, I think one of the shield jets that I'm assuming she takes Captain America to the jail to get out everybody that then goes into Endgame after that. So uh, I literally had to look it up on Google. The guy, the handler's name is literally just agent in the credits. Yeah, it makes sense. And then is I mean, I had to look it up too. his real name in the movie itself is agent, but it's Rick Mason. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really went deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a a character that not. I mean, it is definitely a character. I'm sure, like I said, the nerd shows out there will be, you know, like jacking off all over the place for this. But for us, it's not really <laughs> that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, nope, didn't ever hit my radar. No. So, oh man. So now we are we are at the end of that. So now, like I said, we are in between Civil War and Endgame. Now we know Scarlett Johansson takes a a very, very awkward walk that takes forever to get to the jet. Did you notice that by any chance? Yeah, they had to pad out the runtime is what I put in my notes. Yeah, that was really, really strange. So she reaches the jet and then it goes black and then you go to credits, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Credits and then they have the after credit scene that I completely forgot, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the after credit scene now takes us to present day after the winter sorry after winter soldier and falcon show now i did not watch that show yet i'm sure i will at some point i did wandavision and then i was kind of done so i haven't watched loki and i haven't watched winter soldier or falcon yet so at some point i will but apparently that's the countess or whatever, Hydra Countess. I, I don't know if yeah. they're going to change her name or whatnot. But what ends up happening is Yelena goes to Black Widow's grave, you know, because now we're in the times where Black Widow is fucking dead. So Yelena shows up and she's sat at the grave and then fucking <laughs> Elaine shows up. And they have a little comical back and forth. I, I think they make that comedy anyways. And Elaine says, hey, would you like to have a chance to, you know, get some revenge, you know, with the person who caused your sister's death? And she hands over a picture of Hawkeye. So, you know that once again, I guess Yelena doesn't pick him well because I guess she's being brainwashed again. I, yeah. I, I don't know, because obviously it wasn't Hawkeye's fault. So... I guess this is leading into the Hawkeye standalone show. And yeah, that's what I couldn't read from that after credit scene. If that was going to be the lead into a standalone show or to another movie. No, I, I, think, I mean, obviously it's a lead in. Yeah, on, Hawkeye's not, not Hawkeye's not getting his own movie, but he is getting his own show. Because, oh, there we go. And that's totally the lead in. Yeah, and I think the show is going to be him giving the mantle of Hawkeye to his daughter, I think, or somebody else. He's given it to some woman. I know that for sure because, Thank of God. course, yeah, of, I, that's what I was saying. There are way too many male superheroes, so we definitely need more women superheroes. So that's definitely happening. But I know Yelena, the the chick who plays her, signed up for that as well. So I'm assuming she's just the new Black Widow that they're going to go with. 
good. Good for them. They have to keep it rolling. There's a uh, cash flow coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, that's, that is the end of the fucking movie right there. That's, that's Thanks, it. So right. that is the start of phase four of Marvel. So there's a bunch of stuff happening. I, I just, I don't know, man. I think it was, I think that movie was sloppy. I think that there were a lot of things that had no answers to them. And there are some things that you definitely have to suspend your disbelief. It, it completely makes sense. But there are lots of things in that movie that just did not make sense. And they could have been written better. But instead, I think they just assume that everyone's going to eat this shit up because it's Disney and Marvel. So no one's going to have any problems. And especially it being a woman-directed movie, a woman writer, a woman star. Pretty much every man in this movie is made to look like a fucking fool. So no person is going to say that this movie sucks because they'll look bad for saying it. But I don't give a fuck. This movie sucked. I wouldn't go that far. I think uh, if you get intoxicated, you can definitely make it through and watch it once. My solid rating, I mean, because, you know, the last couple movies you and I have watched together are like Zack Snyder's. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That and Wonder Woman and Cap- Justice oh, League yeah. Snyder Cut. So, yeah. like. With that being the grade of, obviously, that's an F. Like, everything we've watched up to this point is, like, an F or a C minus. Sure, sure. Ian, I would, I would honestly say we had ourselves, like, a solid C plus right here. Wow, I think. a C plus. It's I, something I watched once. Yeah. I never have to watch it again. Right. But, you know, I saw it once, and I turned my brain off for exactly long enough. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I don't think we can turn our brains off. I think well, you the, running the to go get your notebook. Four hours. Well, you running to go get your notebook. notebook. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I get it. Look, I'm not even going to, I mean, I understand that rating. I I certainly do. I I would say it it certainly beats Captain Marvel. It's a a better movie. I would rather watch this than any DC movie. That's that's a given. There there is no, I mean, any DC movie, I would definitely rather watch this. But when you talk about, the movies that are out there because I've seen some people say this is the best, you know, standalone Marvel movie, like all that kind of stuff. And I don't really know what that means, but it's a prequel because we know what happens to Scarlett Johansson. So this is a, this is a movie that certainly should not have come out after her death. It should have been eight years ago or some shit or five years ago, whatever it should have been slated to come out right after civil war because also, probably characters should have mentioned it at some point. Like like I was saying, oh, I think yeah. we started this conversation earlier. If I would assume that if you're going to throw jabs at people and have the kind of relationship that Scarlet Joe or Black Widow and Hawkeye have, that maybe during Infinity War, Black Widow would have been like, hey, remember that guy that I was supposed to kill in order to join S.H.I.E.L.D. and defect from Russia? Yeah, we totally didn't <laughs> kill him. Like, there would have been something about that being said, or the giant station, aero station, whatever, falling to Earth. Like, all of that stuff should have been in some show or movie at some point. I, I just, it, yeah. it, it, I don't know. That's, that's too weird for me. And then also, Black Widow, who true, truthfully did not talk a whole lot about her personal life, where did, she just didn't care about her sister for the next 
five plus years. Like she didn't mention when the snap happened that <laughs> her her sister's gone. Ugh. You know what? I, it's just it's this stuff that when you're so good at planning out storylines like Marvel has been for the last 15 years or whatever, this is a this is something where you go, oops, maybe we don't put out a movie like this. Or at least yeah. have someone go through it and comb it and go, wait a second, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. Hey, we have a really good track record with this. Let's not just throw this down people's fucking throats because we're trying to make movie on a woman-fronted movie in Marvel. It doesn't make any sense. But the benefit there is they literally had an extra year to like work it on the shop room floor. Like and they, they could have just sat there in the cutting room and been like, all right, we got... You know, one more year till a vaccine honestly rolls out in earnest. Like, let's let's figure a couple of these scenes out a little bit. Right, right. And here's here's the thing that kind of I tr- I don't really care about this stuff, but we have given a significant portion of our lives to Marvel with with all this stuff. I did really like the Black Widow character, and I think that the character deserved more than this. This was not a good send off. Like, I I want to remember. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want to. I want like a remember. Hawkeye Black Widow movie would have been like a better send off because you know then when the soul gem stuff comes up, you know when the soul stone yeah. sacrifice is made, you kind of yes. understand. Yeah, why not make it a buddy, well, not a buddy movie, but do the whole uh, defection from Russia, do that oh. whole story. Oh yeah, yeah. Do do something like that. Have her falling in love with Hawkeye, but you know in this movie he has a different wife and stuff like that. Like go through that kind of stuff. And and make you really care about the character. And then, yeah, when that scene happens, you're like, because that's a scene that I remember because I, I like that scene. I, I know some people didn't, oh, yeah. but I like that whole back and forth. They were both willing to sacrifice, you know, for each other and for the world I, and the universe or whatever. I think that was done well. That's how I want to mm-hmm. remember her. I don't want to remember yeah. a really blonde Scarlett Johansson walking slowly to a fucking jet that I know she's going to <laughs> help Captain America with. I I don't like that part. No, I think this was a Yelena movie. Like her little sister, 100%. Yeah. Just Florence Pugh stole the movie. It was just, it was the only good humor. It was the only actual emotional connection that I kind of understood out of the whole film. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It no, wasn't, you're right. It's not, you know, a, a Black Widow Natasha story. It, it's not. And that's what's so sad. And I know there are going to be people out there. There are going to be the diehards that are like, oh, my God, this is amazing, blah, blah. I, I just don't I don't see with how many issues if they had tightened this movie up and if they had made it more not realistic, but just had actual reasons for certain things instead of just brushing over them, then this would have made a lot more sense. You probably didn't even have to add in a new bad guy. It could have been somebody else. You know what I mean? Like there are so many oh, yeah. ways to make this movie good and to have Scarlett Johansson really give it her all in this. And and look, they didn't go into the whole, you know, seductress thing. They didn't go into any of that. I think that's retconning what the character yep. was always supposed to be. But I understand why they're not doing it because it's a it's a very sensitive topic yeah. for everybody now. But can I also mention that? I know I'm ranting right now, but I also want to mention, I, I just hate all this shit. I want to mention that when I read these articles about Scarlett Johansson saying like, 
oh yeah, everyone hated how overly sexualized Black Widow was when she was first introduced. And you've got all these news articles and stuff talking about how, you know, she wasn't treated right and all that kind of stuff. Every superhero movie has men in tight, revealing clothes and some scene where they don't have a fucking shirt on. Oh, yeah. And that's something that men have to do to work. Like, you don't just get into Chris Evans, like, fucking physique. It it takes work to do that. (laughs) And they're specifically doing those scenes for women, men, whoever, that find them sexually attractive. So having the having fucking Black Widow walk in to Tony Stark all sexy and then kick his ass or kick what's his John Favreau's ass or whatever in in Iron Man 2, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you're right. How is that a bad thing? And then I, I read I articles think, saying yeah. like, oh, the big surprise was that a woman was able to fight. Oh, that shouldn't be a surprise or a shock to anyone. Yes, it should be. Just like the way that Spider-Man, when he has his powers and he's a skinny little kid, a little fucking teenager, when he's able to do the things he's able to do. Like there's an element of shock and surprise. It's not because she's a woman. It's because in the position she's put herself in to infiltrate and to, to um, what do you call it, to be a mystery, to to pull the wool over people's eyes. That's the yeah, point. I it's not that women can fight. It's stupid. <sighs> Sorry. That's that's where I get I oh, I, I get it. Yeah. I hope we've that sighed the, a lot less at this movie than the previous couple we've talked about, Ian. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I just I I don't I don't know, man. Maybe I'm too jaded now. Maybe maybe I'm at comic book fucking fatigue. Maybe maybe I can't do these movies anymore. Maybe they're all the same. I I I don't know. I don't like prequels. And I don't like origin stories because I've already heard the origin stories. We've already seen those movies. They're all basically the same. And you didn't really give us a whole lot of that origin story. If you wanted to make her a teenager and she's going through the red room and having difficulty being brainwashed and all that kind of stuff, maybe that's a good movie to do. But it's it's not the right time, though. No, I think it's the wrong character they're trying to build. I think if you're trying to make this like a posthumous, like almost like a eulogy to the character, I think they completely fucked it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I just the choices that were made in this movie were not conducive to what was supposed to happen with that character. And like I said, I think it's a disservice. So I would agree. My my other harping point for that is uh, I'm pretty sure. Judging by the characters in this movie, they single-handedly started the opioid epidemic because people get tranquilized every 30 minutes. <laughs> like, not like movie 30 minutes, like real-time 30 minutes. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> like, I like, like, people will just show up to a scene and, like, six people get tranked. And yep. then the next scene, like, eight more people get tranked. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Quaaludes, I'm not sure this movie would still exist. Yeah, and it was, it was very, very easy to become unbrainwashed. I think that was, that was very cool. Because no harm can come to anybody, and then you wake up. That's that's it. That's the whole point of the movie. Yep. No harm, no impact on the overall plot. Yeah, and no no living with the terrible things you've done. It, it no. wasn't like, oh my god, I killed 120 people. 
Like nothing, nothing in their head is damaged because even though they were cognizant and remember everything, it has zero effect on them whatsoever. Yeah, Makes exactly. Sense. It was, it was a waste of, I wouldn't say it's a waste of two and whatever, a quarter hours of my life, but no, it was a waste of money. This is something it was a waste that, of money. Yeah, yeah. This, this was something that which is an upgrade from the last couple movies we've talked about. Right. But remember the last couple movies we talked about were free. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we can start nitpicking now. Now that I've paid American dollars for something, I feel better critiquing it. Yeah, that does that does actually make sense. That's true. Well, Nick, do we have any <laughs> final final thoughts, final words for this at all that you want to get out there? Was there anything that we missed? C plus. C plus. Like the sister character. That's it. Yeah, I'd probably give it a C minus. Uh, so it's not it's not that far off because, like I said. I mean, I would choose many other movies before this, but this movie was also better than a lot of other comic book movies, at least. So, yeah, the sister character was the best part of the movie. She did a good job for sure. So, yeah, I I guess that's the that's the point we got to go with. But I don't know if I'm looking forward to any of the other future Marvel shows or anything. I am looking forward to Doctor Strange 2. That's probably the next thing that I'm excited for. Other than that, I don't know if I really care that much about anything else that's going on. No, me either. I would say, yeah, honestly, Doctor Strange 2, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, I'll probably show up for that one. Other uh, than that, wait, yeah. wait, is that the one with Natalie Portman as Thor? Because I don't want to. Oh, you had to remind me. Okay, never mind. I'm not looking forward yeah, to it I don't, I mean, I'm looking forward to maybe Guardians of the Galaxy because I think Thor is in that one. All right, yeah, I can get in behind that. All right, yeah, never mind. I got one still. But I now, I will say, because we brought up that, uh, probably one of, if not the next movie that Nick and I do will probably be Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God. That one's free still, because that's on HBO yes, Max. So that one's free for I us. I feel bad about that. That's just wasting my time, not wasting my money. Oh, it's definitely going to be a waste of time. It's going to be awful. <laughs> it is going to be awful. All right. Well, Nick, man. We're going to obviously stay on the line and drink a little bit more and talk, but thank you so much for taking the time out to watch that movie and then to do this. Everyone, I am not even going to edit this. I am just putting this up because this is <laughs> this is shooting the shit, enjoying some beers, and talking shit about movies. So I hope you enjoy it as best you can. Share it around with your friends or don't do anything with it. I don't give a fuck. But thank you very much for listening because I do care about that. Um, I very much enjoy it when people talk to me about this stuff. So thank you for taking the time to listen. Nick, thank you for being on the show. And do you have any final words for everyone, Nick? Uh, no, actually, uh, actually, maybe I do. Um, now that, you know, things are starting to open back up, obviously, uh, do whatever you do about vaccination, wearing a mask. But, you know, uh, go outside and don't do this forever. Uh, now there's, <laughs> you know, the Fast 9 or whatever came out. Please, God, you know, oh. don't do that. That would be my only, you know. Yes. That's, my final words there you go nice and, <laughs> and i will leave you the way i always do long days and pleasant nights thanks everyone <laughs>